everybody. Welcome to episode 65 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. And pausing, my name is Paul Robinson. <laughs> I'm another host. I didn't want to step step on your lines. I usually do that. Wouldn't be the same if you didn't. Yeah, for the intro. So I wanted to pause and I wanted to make at a point that I was pausing, mm-hmm. which is why I said pause. Man, good stuff. Ugh. All right. So today, um, so I got a toy this weekend. Um, I got the movie pro on rental. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about my experience with that. There's also a show that we watched, which was pretty intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a short one, even though we always say that and it never is, but this one, it really is because there's just, we got, I got to get back to you know, done storyboarding pretty much. And now I got to like get every, you got to organize some stuff. So it's been crazy. Oh, I have a, pounding headache yeah and we have all of the stuff we're taking on the shoot packed in our living room here it's just everywhere so it looks like somebody robbed us but gave us stuff yeah they it's anti-robbed like us a bunch of people unloaded their shit all over yeah. our house that's basically what we've been anti-robbed like. so yeah so um <laughs> you want to talk about the show or you want to talk about some the thing <laughs> <laughs> well um is there anything you want to talk about in terms of the shoot or anything that you've encountered or yeah well we'll get into that after yeah i guess so so i'll talk about i guess i'll just get the movie pro out of the way and then we'll talk about how to incorporate that into shoot and everything and then we could go into the shooting stuff and then end with the um good old thoughts on this show we watched we had um we hit a bit of a snag Mm -hmm. for a short period yesterday oh my god and this came i almost got stressed out (laughs) it's close um this came about a week that I've been saying to you, did you call the the Enterprise. rental place? Yeah, because we're, we're renting a just in case you don't know, we're renting a van to bring all Cargo of the van, yeah. yeah the equipment and stuff because we're staying um, there for four days, five. I days. am an avid, avid pessimist. Sure, yeah. So I'm like, if something's gonna go wrong, like a professional, it can pessimist. go wrong. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong, mm-hmm. especially if I'm involved. Sure. So I kept saying, did you confirm? Because you made the reservations. No, no, because I, I, you've been really busy at work. And so then finally, yesterday again, I was like, did you call to confirm? And of course, like, I'm prepared for the worst, but the better part of me was like, it's cool. Like, it's just going to be a confirmation, no problem. Mm-hmm. And so... Did you, I don't, I don't, you, did you really thought that? I never... Well, I thought, like, they'll obviously, like... I figure you're they sitting let around, us like, re- just waiting for something. They let us re- revert... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Words. They let... <laughs> I like words. They let us reserve it. Yes. So, you know, clearly what would the issue be, right? But just in case, like I just wanted to make sure. And then, so then you, you dropped two bombs on me. You were like, A, I have to work tomorrow. Right. All right. So, yeah. So we've been busy at my day job and this is, this is essentially what you're listening to this after the weekend, but that last weekend was the last weekend I had to, you know, get everything situated. Yeah. And then I got a an email about, hey, we need people to come in on Saturday. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. You know. Double fuck. So, um, yeah. So you, you dropped so that, that bomb on yep. me. And then like five minutes later, you're like, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. that location doesn't rent out vans anymore. Yeah. So had we not well, confirmed. I call, so I called to confirm and the location said, oh, as of a couple of days ago, we don't rent vans anymore. I said, okay. So like what? What what do I do now? And at no point did Enterprise think to call yeah. us to go through their reservations and say, hey, who was renting a cargo van? Because they may have to go somewhere else. Yeah. 
So, so they moved it over to Danbury. Yeah. And um, so then I called Danbury, and Danbury's like, all right, well, you have to call our truck division, I guess. It's a small building. I've seen the building. It's not that big. I don't know. The division <laughs> is like. You need to call the other side of, yeah, the, of, the, of call, the store. Call the other room. Um, and so I called, and it just kept ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. Just just kept ringing. And then I kept calling, kept ringing. I called back, and I said, is this the number? Yep, it's the number. I called, and it ring and ring and ring. So now I'm I'm almost, at this point, I'm almost stressed well, out and, a little bit. Well, in the meantime, I've since called Enterprise to see if we can do a whole other right. reservation. Like, while you're doing that, I'm panicking, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And the woman on the phone says to me, well, we have a cargo van mm-hmm. available for the week, uh, at, for your dates, it would come to $899, which Insane. was about 400 That's like double. And $99 more yeah. than we had actually reserved it because we had reserved this like a month right. ago. So now you're paying the last minute rate, which yep. is not my fault. It's your fault. Mm-hmm. And um, not you, <laughs> but I, Enterprise. What? what? And I'm, I'm just, I'm freaking out because I'm like, first of all, we don't have, that's, there's, that is nowhere in the budget. Mm-hmm. Like to say like, oh, well, we can get you one, but it's going to be $50 more. I'd be like, you know what? I fucking hate you and I hate this company and I'll never use you again, but I need the van this time. So I'm gonna have to let that slide. This was just like, there's just no way. Yeah. There's just no way that mm-hmm. we're going to come up with another $500. We would have been making trips at that point. <laughs> I mean, at that rate, we'd might as well buy a van. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, you know, so, um, like go start going on Craigslist and be like, listen. I just need I a, need a piece of shit van that will make it there and back and yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And then we'll just park it in our yard and maybe fix it for the next time. I don't know. Yeah. Um so yeah, so yesterday I had uh my oh, the just real to 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 button up my story. Turns out <laughs> button up. they gave me the wrong number. Yes, they did so. give you the wrong number. But prior to finding that out, mm-hmm. like I called you and I said uh I don't know that any more can go wrong right now. You know, we lost an entire character. Mm -hmm. We lost our PA Mm -hmm. and we've lost our transport Mm -hmm. (laughs) to this shoot. And I've lost a day of pre-production. And you've lost a day of pre-production. This all happened in like a seven day period. So it was like, what else is going to go wrong? Good thing we planned months in advance. Good thing we've been planning this for seven effing months so that everything can fall apart within the last week of it. But um, yeah, so I had a minor uh, meltdown mm-hmm. in the car because like as we were, I was driving when I was talking to you and I pulled in to the supermarket and I just was like. <laughs> you were like pretty ready to cancel everything. I was ready to leave this this fucking universe. OK, yeah. I wanted to just get like my bus ticket to just step off the earth and go somewhere else yeah. because I was just like, I cannot do this. Mm-hmm. This is this is just too. we planned. I'm way too organized mm. for this to happen. This much stuff to happen. Like I always plan for something. All right. This might happen. That might happen. OK. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, OK, uh, the 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 universe threw the curveball at me when we lost an actor in a PA. Normally, I would have lost my shit, Mm -hmm. but I was hanging in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Centering yourself. I centered myself. I'm like, that's it's okay. We'll just change that. That's it. I'll write the character out. It's fine. I can do this. Uh, This is too much. So I had one of those moments where you're like, people can see me in this car, but I was just too emotional. And I was just like, I can't even go into the supermarket now because I, I'm like, I have ugly cry face, the the post, mm-hmm. <laughs> post cry face. And I had to just go home. And then 
when I got home, you were like, okay. Mm. So the new place has a van. I mean, it's not like it's the end of the world. It's just further. You know, we wanted yeah. the rental place to be as close to the house as yeah. possible. Now we have to go into another state, literally, yeah, yeah. to go get yeah, it's just the like, van. It's like another 10 miles. It's not like Yeah, it's not like the biggest deal, but it's just like, come on. Mm-hmm. Enterprise. Seriously, get your get shit together. Get your shit together. You have one job. I you mean, there's no way that job. it's not in the system yeah. <laughs> that you can be like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. We got a rental here. Like, with, what, the, what are they going to no do equipment. if we show up and they're like, well, you're going to have to well, go to Danbury and if they don't have one. Exactly. And th- this is why I'm saying- They don't charge like, you, but your whole plans are fucked now. It sucked that it happened, but this is why I'm always so like, confirm, 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 yeah. because we would have showed up that day. Still could happen. I don't trust the enterprise. It still can. Than, you know, <laughs> it as still far as can, I can throw But them. at this point, I'm just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What else could we possibly do, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, so that was that was that. And so yeah. I didn't end up having to work this weekend no. and the van seems to be knock on wood um knock, you know. Knock on drywall. Knock on drywall. So, uh, it seems to be evidently like, I had a, a melt an emotional meltdown for nothing. <laughs> Much like a toddler. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, that's been that's been swell. That was our enterprise saga. Yeah. You guys are not, not doing so good so far with us. Yeah. This is our first. I don't think I've ever rented from them before. I think I have years, 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 years ago. Uh, any um, hoosers. Any, so, that, so that's behind us now. And so I was able to procure renting a Movi Pro for the shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very excited about that. And I brought it home this weekend. Are you Movi pressed by it? I'm just going to let that <laughs> sit there in the ether. Uh, it's funny. Okay, go ahead. Pressed. Got it. Um, so, and I've never used a gimbal before. Not anything substantial like this. I don't like, like that anyway. word. I don't know gimbal? who came up with that, but gimbal? it's it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I just want... Steadicam? I just you want prefer steadicam? whoever came up with that term to know that I think that's stupid. Yeah. Gimbal? gimbal? I think of thimble. Thimble. I don't, I don't know. So, the, oh, just the movie. So, um... Gollum. I just think... <laughs> yeah. So on Saturday, he said, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. nice. Keep making." I don't want to forget what I'm going to say. Buddy. So on Saturday, I got to play with it a bit, and then tomorrow, which is Sunday, I'm going to play with it a lot more because I I have to be able to. Yeah, very funny, <laughs> very mature, I'm very sorry. mature. So I'm going to play with my movie. One, you need more than one day to play with it. Well, if you're doing it right. Yeah. Oh boy, no, um, I disagree, but whatever. <laughs> so. uh yeah, so my impressions. All right, so my my impressions are, it's uh, here's the thing. All right, there's always a thing. All right, I, I get the I get it home. It's fresh in the box, you know, um, because who I borrowed it from had never used it, and um, I got to put this thing together. But there's and it's it's a very simple thing that you put mm-hmm. together. But it's like I got to put the feet on, and you know I figured it out. I, but it's like there should be something on there so you know a hundred percent that this is you are right, you are correct in this. The way that you put it together. Yes. Because you're putting a lot of money on this thing. So I just, I feel like there's not a lot of good, there's good, there's a ton of tutorials on how to balance your camera, but how to put the unit together and make sure the unit, because I I put it together, put the feet on, fine, works, figured it out, put the little handle things on, fine. Then there's the whole, you have a ring and then you have the unit that hangs in the ring and that lever has to actually be facing you. But there's nowhere that I saw that it said that. It's probably in the manual and I missed it or something. But it was like, you know, and then you click it up and then you close the latch. 
I bet you haven't even read through the manual completely yet. I did. Well, I did once. I read through it once. You did not get that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that's from. Uh, <laughs> but so my but my impressions are, you know, I'm pretty impressed with it. It's it's any gimbal, you know, you're holding it. Like I don't have a harness. Yeah. I've rented one that'll be here on uh, Friday. Um, but, you know, holding that thing out, you're holding like 25 pounds away from your body. Well, that's, so that's tough. But, you know, do so, people use that without a harness then? I, I, I don't. Well, maybe if they have how. a lighter camera. The Ursa Mini Pro is a pretty heavy camera. Yeah, but your camera would have to be like two pounds. Yeah. I mean, who's holding their arms it's out? It's super like that? light. The tubing and everything is like odd, oddly light. Like, I'm like, this, this doesn't even, this, this, mm. I couldn't believe how light it was. Um, but, you know, balancing a camera on there is really tricky, obviously. You know, that's kind of what you spend a lot of your time doing because um, you have to balance it. Uh, Vertically and horizontally, so you know that you're in the center of the, you know, the pivot or whatever. Pivot! Yeah. And um, once I got that to a good place, and then you fight, you turn it on, and then the motors kind of lock in, and it's like, and then ah. it's ready to go, and then you can run around. And, you know, I, I ran around with the camera today with it a little bit and recorded some stuff to see. It seems pretty smooth. It's still kind of a little flowy. You know, I still have to kind of get the... Um, like you're on a boat? Yeah, and I have to... Because you still have to smooth your steps. You can't, you can't just like run around yeah. and it's fine. You still kind of like have to try to be as smooth as you can. Well, they have those ones that you can like yeah, jump up no, and down. Yeah, there's and... no real up and down yeah. stable. I mean, it does a little bit, you know, but not like a pure up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, you need like an arm or whatever for that thing to do that. Isn't but, there, um, wasn't there a video of a guy who was like trying yeah, and to then show... It broke? Yeah, and it broke. Unbelievable. <laughs> he had like an Ari on it too. Um but it's really, it's it's really. I think it's super helpful. But so, all right. So then the other thing is, you have to. So essentially, you have to take your camera build, whatever it is currently, which is my, from in my case, it's just kind of like a shoulder rig. Mm-hmm. I have it rigged up for my shoulder, and you kind of have to strip your camera down, mount it on the. So it mount the plate, the top plate, put it in there, balance it, and then you know, because you then you have you know you, you can't utilize all of the. The, you have to strip it down to the lightest possible configuration. Mm-hmm. It's basically what I'm trying to say here. And um, to be able to have to do that more than once in a day, you know, if you have to strip it down, throw it on the gimbal, sorry, the Movi Pro, <laughs> you run around, gimbal, do the thing. I just think it's dumb. And then take it off and put it back on your shoulder. I mean, you know, if you're wasting, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes per yeah. change out, you know, that's. You know, that's like an hour, almost an hour in just doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of bigger productions will just have, they'll rent a whole other camera whole just other to camera, sit yeah. on that and you just grab it and go, which we just don't have We're the budget for that. We're not stacked like that, yeah. all right? Um, but so now it's a matter of planning out, you know, when you're when you're working with a gimbal, it's really important to kind of plan out your shots. So my, the way that we're planning, the way I'm going about it anyway is, you know, we're going to try to make it so all of the, the shots on the gimbal are going to be either the first thing that we shoot and we shoot get all that stuff out of the way. Then we go shoot handheld, which will probably be more likely, or we shoot everything that we need to shoot. And then at the end of the day, we switch it over like during lunch or whatever, and then, or dinner and then shoot the rest. uh, um, And then just, you know, making sure that we're only utilizing when we need it. We went over the, the likelihood of us having to just sort of jump from scene to scene and not film chronologically because We have to work around that. We have to work around well, the actual camera setup and uh-huh. how long it's going to take to break things down. And, you yeah. know, we got – at the moment, this it's going to rain this day. Maybe it won't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, the thing where as we're getting closer, we're keeping, keeping an eye on the weather because we're pretty much shooting – 
everything else outside sort of like port you know we're on a porch that has an overhang and well there's just a lot of i mean there's yeah. there's interior scenes but there's just a lot of exterior scenes yeah so I don't know what i was thinking with that yeah well we'll see I how must it goes have been out my damn mind so it's you know so now it's trying to stay nimble with our scheduling right with your gimbal nimble with my gimbal <laughs> That's like your rapper phrase. Yeah. The nimble gimbal. <laughs> That's my rap name. No, you'd be like nimble my gimbal. <laughs> nimble my gimbal? <laughs> What's nimble my gimbal? <laughs> that's your new that's your new catchphrase. Yeah. So uh I've been playing with that and you know there's no there's no world in which I would afford one of these things because they're like sixty five it's more than my camera. Yeah. It costs more than my camera. So um, they make cheaper ones, obviously, and they'll come only come down in price. So, you know, once they get below a grand and I can fly my Ursa Mini on one at or below a grand, then maybe I'll think about it. But for now, I think it's just a rental thing. I don't really run into a lot of situations where I need that a lot. I'm yeah. sure if I had one, I would certainly use it more. We have a but, scene um, where I'm kind of hauling ass for a little bit and we have a oneer mm-hmm. that I think if we didn't have those two scenes, we probably wouldn't. And the have, wheel, wheelchair is going to be great for that. Yeah. You could have like Kieran or Ryan just push me on the wheelchair yeah, while I have, have the steady cam. We, I had um, actually. That's going to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> hope somebody films that. Uh, I be. hope n- nothing breaks. That's all yeah. I'm hoping for, um, including bones. Yeah. Um, I had hurt my foot and we had gotten a wheelchair because I literally I could, I could not acclimate to the crutches. They're so mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this, I, I can't use these things. And so I was like, well, if I have a wheelchair, since we we have a single story house, I was like, I can just like maneuver around the house and go to the bathroom and stuff like that. So we got the wheelchair. I wound up like not even really needing it. Mm-hmm. But our, but our justification but I was like, we can was film like it. yeah, we can use it for we filmmaking. Film, yeah, we can film with it. So um, this will be the first time in like the four years that we've had yeah. <laughs> that we're finally we're using use it. it to film. So uh, that's, there's just... The amount of shit that we have to take with us yeah. is obscene. I've seen yeah. people move apartments and have less stuff. Yeah. Well, because we have all the film equipment, right? And we were There's all renting the film some equipment. stuff. There's... And we have all of the food and supplies that yeah. um, to, we got to feed everybody. We got to make sure we bring food. We can buy some food when we're up there, obviously. But we want to try to minimize our trips out as much as possible. And then there's just other things that you don't think about. Bed toppers because the beds are not, are not super soft. Well, no, that actually the beds aren't bad. It's just there's two beds that are quite firm. Yeah. And I'm used to. I'm going to sound like a princess. I'm used to sleeping on La a princesa. pillow top. La princesa. I'm used to sleeping on a pillow top. Anyone and who once sleeps. You go pillow talk. Pillow talk. <laughs> pillow talk. No, there's none of that no, going no, on. No, no, Easy. No, 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 no. Um, anyone who sleeps on a pillow top mattress mm-hmm. knows what I'm talking about. It mattresses without it feel weird. Yeah. And so that was my thing was just like the bed wasn't uncomfortable, but I was like, it's not a pillow top mattress. So I'm going to throw a topper on there so I can have some mush to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just want people to be comfortable. But when you think of how big those things are, even when you roll them up, they take up a lot of room. So if we're bringing four of those bastards with us, plus extra pillows, what if somebody's like, I don't have enough pillow. I'm my neck is hurt. Oh, I have an extra pillow. Mm-hmm. It seems silly. But it's one of those things that can make or break it, right? If somebody's going f- almost five nights and they don't, and their neck hurts because the pillow's too flat, that's yeah. gonna mess. That's that's messing things up, you know. Versus yeah. like, okay, hey, I have an extra pillow, but this stuff all has to go somewhere. And every the more stuff we find to take with us, the more stuff we have to pack into the van, mm-hmm. then out of the van, 
then into the van, and then out of the van. Luckily, some of the food will have been gone, so we'll be leaving with slightly less than what we're going. Actually, I don't even know what we're doing with that in terms of garbage. I think we're going to actually have to pack all the garbage with us, take it in the van, and then throw it out when we get here, because we can't leave garbage Mm -hmm. made by 10 people, 10 to 11 people at at the location. That's just not fair. No. Um, so yes, that, that has been our experience, I yep. guess, And if we're you getting will. closer, so things are getting ramped up and we're, I'm so excited. Things are getting quite, I'm just, I, I'm yeah. just like, I just can't have anything else go wrong. Mm. My back is splitting. Mm. I'm of course having terrible back issues because why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't oh, and, that happen? And every scene, yeah, we, to, to, to kind of hit on the point earlier. So every scene we went through and kind of set up a uh, regular shoot it like we had it planned out and then uh, like a rain version of that. And so basically <laughs> uh, there's only the one version. scene or day, I guess, that we that absolutely has to not rain. The rest of the stuff we can kind of work around. We've figured out some kind of work. It wouldn't be ideal, but we could. It wouldn't yeah. be ideal at all. But, um, uh, you know, those are just kind of the... The, the um, backup plans you have to have, especially when you're shooting outside and you don't have a huge budget to kind of wait around for the sun. Oh my god, yeah. Um, or like go back when it's sunny or whatever. Um, yeah, this is a this is a one shot deal for us. We don't mm-hmm. have a whole we don't have a whole lot of leeway here. So we we I just wanted to have backups. It's like this is how I mean this is how I I wrote the scene and I'd love for it to go this way, but if we can't do it, then. Magoo, mm-hmm. we do this, um, and so I'm gonna. All my storyboards are are based on you know best case scenario. Yeah, best case scenario. But you know, now that they're done, I I have the feeling of the scene that I want. So if I have to adjust, it's so much easier than if I had to adjust something that I was trying to figure out on the day anyway. So that's it just makes it a bit easier. Yeah, I'm a little bit peeved that I have just about eighty dollars worth of props that I no longer need now. Yeah. Because we had to change the scene to write the character out. So I'm just like staring at this stuff taking up space. <laughs> Damn it. What am I going to do with this? Um, so, yes. So we have obviously have not had a whole lot of time to sort of indulge in shows because you've just been really busy. Mm-hmm. Mostly. I say you because you storyboard on your own. Um, I, I I step in for input when you're like, so the scene. Mm. Were you thinking X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Well, no, I'd rather... No, I, that's for not me, what I meant at all. Right. But for me, I'd rather like kind of just go through and storyboard my initial thoughts and my the, my initial feelings of everything and then show you and then we can talk through any issues that may come up or things that I forgot because that's more likely is that... Uh, remember we said we were going to do this with the scene and I did not yeah. remember that or something <laughs> like that. Um, but the storyboarding process... The way that I'm doing it now is kind of fun, but it's very time consuming. Uh, in the future, um, you know, especially for smaller shoots, it'll probably just be shot lists with, uh, you know, uh, stick figures or something. There is something that that I would, I mean, we'll see afterwards, right? I'm hoping that when we get there, I'm going to go, okay, this is way smoother than I thought it was going to be. This isn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. I got myself all amped up for nothing. It's good. Well, that's, you know, that's honestly... But I don't think that's going to be the case. Right. Well, that's that's a big part of it, too. I mean, we make film, and we've touched on this before, but we make films together. So, you know, we're both equally invested into these films. And, you know, so you're just as invested into these shots and everything as, as I am. And so, you know, 
usually if we're on set, you want to like watch playback and kind of check out the shots and the lighting and see how everything's working. I try, but there's not a whole lot of time for that. There's not a whole lot of time. So being able to have a more fully realized storyboard allows you to kind of see and be like, all right, this is what we're shooting. I know we're good to go. I don't even have to like watch it if I, if I'm not able to. Because I know we've been through all of this a million times, so I know yeah. we're set. I mean, I'm, things are going to change anyway. But. I'm essentially having to do my co-directing with you in the pre-production because I don't have time during the actual production to be yeah. like, playback, let me see what that... I mean, we might on certain days. There may be time for me to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Normally I do. I will go through a couple playbacks and just kind of see how stuff is going on. But the only scene you're not in is in a car, so there's no playback. Yeah. For the, mo- for the most part. Yeah. Um, there's just not going to be a lot of time for me to to nitpick that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I we we just decided it would be easier for us to really have a detailed storyboard so that I know literally what shot and what angle you're at, and we don't have to um, sort of to figure it out on the day. Well, no, but I I don't know. I can't I can't think of the word. It's just so we're on the same page. Yeah, but there was a word I was trying to come up with that oh, well. my brain is shut out completely. Well. But what I actually also meant was just like. I'm I'm hoping things go smoothly. Okay, great. And I mean that like just with everything, just the entire day, the whole thing goes. But I have a feeling it's going to it's going to be really busy and it's going to be really just tough physically for me, mm-hmm. especially because um I have some health things and and limitations and so it, it's really difficult for me to push myself a whole lot, um which sucks. Mm-hmm. But um I had said, and again, I hope I'm wrong. Right. And then we come back and I'll be like, piece of cake. But I'd said like recently, I was like, we can't do this again. <laughs> like this, uh, this is exactly why. And, and I love all of our actors. Like, I'm happy we're doing it. I wouldn't change it, mm-hmm. especially now that I've met them. I'm like, I want to work with these people, but it's just, it's, it's expensive and it's time consuming when you have so many people in scenes. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't normally think it's so, we keep like that. Yeah. That, but low. Also, also combined with the fact that we're on location for four or five days. That's very difficult. If we yeah. were shooting like just weekends or like, you know, a Saturday here, a Sunday here, whatever, I yeah. think it's much more but, manageable, even with all the actors. But, you know, being away is that's this the isn't even a whole lot either. I mean, we had originally had six people. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, in the script, you mean, or yeah, just seven, on set? Seven people were down to six. Yeah. But that's not even a lot. But for us, it is because we, we, we have to do so much stuff ourselves. Yeah. If you weren't the DP and you were able to just direct, then, you know, you'd be like, whatever. I could just do what, you know, if I wasn't having to play the part of craft services, I'd be like, whatever. Somebody else is taking oh care of God. that. Oh, my God. Could you imagine just that? Mm. But we've never had that. <laughs> I don't know that we ever will. I mean, hopefully. Someday. Hopefully someday at the very Once least. Once this movie's released services. and Hollywood comes a knocking <laughs> with their bags of cash. Can I just can I just also say it's so funny? Like I've I've said this before in I think probably one of the first ten episodes or something like that. I had mentioned it, um, but I had somebody our our film our short Neptune um, that the Austin. Short, micro short, micro festival short film festival is actually on this weekend. It's on right now mm-hmm. and then tomorrow. And we are um, not, we were nominated for uh, best sci-fi. Yes. And so, you know, we put this on the socials or, you know, people read that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I had one of my coworkers, I came in and she's like, congratulations. And I genuinely had no freaking idea what she was talking about. And I was like, what? She's like, your, your film, your thing, you know, because we're in this. So we realize mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this. We realize 
how little that means. I can't think of a better way to say it. It's not like, let me finish the story and you'll understand what I mean by that. Like, so we're just like, oh, cool. We were nominated. But like, that's just part of, I mean, hopefully, you know, if you make something decent and, you know, people like it, great. Um, And then another, and then my boss came up to me because he had to, and he was like, oh, I heard about your nomination. I'm like, okay, look, like guys, this isn't, like the Golden Globes oh, yeah. coming at us, and not to not to diminish the importance because I love independent film festivals. I think mm-hmm. they're great, you know. But it's not like again, you don't have your film doesn't play in an indie film fest, and then you have producers running after you to to give you money to make right. movies. It doesn't work like that. So it's just so funny to have like two people in a row, and then someone else today. Uh, said the same book. Congratulations! I can't. You know, I was like, well, first of all, we didn't win. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a nomination. There's a whole ass load of people in there with us that are also their films five, are also. Four that, that's still yeah. What you know? That's it's still a bunch of. It's not like us and one other person oh, right, that right. it's down to. There's like a bunch of other people, and um, yeah, it, it just so one of the comments that was made was like, well, so Hollywood's next, right? And I I just want to hit yeah, people in the throat the, when they say that. Soul, it's yeah. so annoying. Because it's like, no, Hollywood isn't next because we got nominated like, yes, for yes, a micro short. Like, relax. Neptune is our, our, the gateway in. Oh, my goodness. Hollywood. I mean, does that happen on some rare occasion? Sure. but And I realize the people that say that know fucking nothing about film. It seems like so it, it it's used just to have, like, like a thing like they about say. About 10 years ago, that was like a big thing. Uh, maybe maybe a little less, where you would have some crazy short online and then someone would pick you up and then you'd be a director. Yeah, but then you learn that there were actually little crannies in that. Yeah, but, you know, it's like it takes 10 years to make an overnight success. There's that whole saying or whatever. And, you know, uh, the guy who who directed, um, I believe it was the Evil Dead remake, he did a short, this visual effects sci-fi short that was online and then Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi, one of Sam Raimi's people saw it, and then one thing led to another, and now he's working with Ghost House or whatever. Yeah, that's not the the norm production. Yes, yeah, so that's not the norm. But that used to happen more back in the day, and not not so much anymore. So I think you know films and, and the whole landscape is changing. Right, you have all of these streaming services coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, everything in the theater now is just big budget movies. There's no like mid-level budgets. You either have your five to $10 million and are made by like Blumhouse pictures and they're genre movies, mm-hmm. or you have like your Star Wars, you know, and, and Marvel movies and there's no mid-level movies. Yeah. You know? Well, so yeah. Cause like A24 is still like big. Yeah. Like, well, to, to me, A24 is big. Like, yeah. That's not like, it's, yeah, it's indie on a, on a higher level. Right. But it's there's no it's your like million dollar indie movie. Yeah, there's no know? there's no film studio that's like we can get you uh you know, we can get you decent recognition and and uh screenings and a fifty thousand dollar budget. Yeah. <laughs> there's like yeah. that doesn't really Yeah, and that because it's all it's the way that it's kind of designed too, right? Because you're bringing in all these directors. So all the directors that are working on these $10 million films are the f- directors that you'll probably see directing those $100 million films someday. And mm-hmm. there's no, and not always, obviously, but there's no kind of like, you know, you make a, a movie, then you make another, you know, it's like you always have to, you always have to have a bigger budget. Like you can't make a $10 million one, $10 million movie one year and then a $1 million movie the next year. Know. You know, it's like, it, it's not, they're not breeding artists for the sake of art. They're breeding artists to then work on big projects or whatever. Yeah. And then if you don't, then you, Go do nothing, I guess. I don't well, know. Well, the, the thing I was also talking so about, the, the nooks That's and crannies of like. it, is that you have your um, 
like your paranormal activities, right? Mm -hmm. That became popular and start people started to talk about this because it was like, oh my God, this, this guy was unknown and Mm -hmm. made this movie for $10,000 and got all this, you know, but again, this isn't, when you really start to to dive into that story, you realize, oh, he had a connection that had a connection to Steven Spielberg. The average person does not have that. So Mm -hmm. like was, um, it wasn't as much of a shot in the dark as it seems. Exactly. It's, it's not that, that overnight success that people think of there that does happen, but more than likely it's that there, there is some type of connection. Mm-hmm. So they know a producer or something mm-hmm. and it gets to the right person. Right. Look at uh, Dan Trachtenberg, right? And I'm a huge fan of Dan Trachtenberg. I followed him back in Totally Rad Show and everything, but he did a, a short for Portal and then he started directing big Hollywood movies. He did uh, Cloverfield Lane and he's doing a bunch of other stuff. And, uh, you know, people think like, oh, he did a Portal film and then they gave him Cloverfield Lane. It's right. like, no. He's been directing commercials and yeah. films forever, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's not... Just so you know, producers and studios do not throw money at people with no experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, you may not have... Your your IMDb may be not as fulfilled mm-hmm. as as somebody who's a bit more prolific in, in, in the business, but that doesn't mean that you aren't behind the scenes somewhere right. and working, you know in a studio or do you know you, you're having that experience it's not just like people that are like what's what's a gimbal yeah right and they're like here's two hundred thousand yeah. dollars you know that doesn't i'm very nimble with my gimbal i'm very nimble with i'm very nimble my gimbal has no money <laughs> so just so you know this episode is going to be called nimble my gimbal <laughs> nimble my gimbal <laughs> um okay so let's get to the point because this whole like oh it's going to be a short episode is almost not happening if we don't get to this so we started to watch i want to say it's showtime was that showtime or hbo i think it was showtime yeah it definitely wasn't hbo okay so on showtime there was a show called couples therapy Mm -hmm. i had seen couples therapy um i had seen a commercial for it this again is why i'm hesitant to get rid of the cables those sons of bitches you can get showtime by itself that's not my point oh you stepped over my point sorry if you hadn't sir Hmm. you would have known where this was going if I had not had cable, I probably wouldn't have even known that the show existed because I don't like frequent the app, the right. Showtime app to go like, what's going on? I just don't do that. Right. I guess I would have to if I didn't have any other option, but I'm still, I just rely on commercials still <laughs> as, yeah, I think if you, and it's not even commercials. It's like, I go to watch, uh, I'll, I'll DVR a show and then, you know, it'll always record like, five minutes before that show starts. And that's when I'm like, oh, this is coming. And then I, you know, I'll put it right in my phone. Like, okay, that's when right. that comes on that date. And, you know, stuff that I, I make note that I want to watch. And so I had seen this, you know, maybe like two or three weeks ago before the affair, I think. Mm-hmm. I was watching the affair. And so like before it, they showed the commercial. And I thought, this is interesting. Um, you're essentially sitting in on people's right. Therapy on right. their couples but, therapy, but you know it's 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 pretty close. Like, there's no such thing as reality TV, right? Because nobody's gonna once people know cameras are on, yeah, they're different. Even if they even if they don't seem it or they don't think it, like you act differently when you know a camera's mm-hmm. on you. But uh, this one seemed pretty intimate, and um, well, we couldn't find the cameras, so I yeah, don't know where know, they're, they're filming they're cutting from. Angles, and you see one side, and it flips over to the other side, and there's no camera, and in there's there, no, so they yeah. must have, uh, they must have done a good job of like concealing the cameras. I mean, they obviously knew. You know that that 
they were there or whatever, but yeah, it's not um, like uh, some voyeuristic therapy yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but so what'd you think of it? I, I enjoyed it because I like watching other people crash. Okay. You know, I mean, we all, you know, you, you're, you're a liar if you say that you don't like watch, you know, when you see a couple fighting but in public, usually, there's usually, nothing better than watching a couple fighting in public. You usually public. get embarrassed for people pretty easily though. When I get embarrassed for people themselves. when they're, yeah, yeah, but that's not the same as, th- I mean, what does that have to do with therapy? I, I mean, guess. like if somebody starts like dancing on a table, I think that you should probably, you know, be put in the ground and kept there for a while because yeah. you shouldn't be out in public. Um, but, you know, watching a couple fight is beyond entertaining. Mm, yeah. um, Dane Cook had a good skit about that. And I agreed with it 100%. Mm-hmm, you know, once mm-hmm. you see that going down, you're like, oh, my God, this is going down. And you just want to watch that. Yeah. And um, so there's a, a little bit. We're a voyeuristic society. <laughs> so there's a little bit of that sort of like, I never felt like I shouldn't be sitting in on it because, I mean, again, they know. Mm-hmm. But I never felt like, oh, this seems like, private or intimate because uh maybe it's just the way that they went about the sessions the way it was edited i don't know but you kind you're kind of growing with these Mm -hmm. people and so uh you're going through their therapy and and uh one of the guys oh man mal yeah i could not stand that guy yeah i'm sorry i don't know what the hell his wife was thinking yeah there was just I mean, that guy irked me from the beginning. He has a a tone, yeah. This really He's like very condescending. Yeah, his tone, his natural tone mm-hmm. is just so condescending. Yeah, and that was a weird one too because yeah, I mean I don't want to give anything away, but that the way that that relationship went was just so weird. Yeah, so it was weird. wildly entertaining. Yeah. You know, like when you you. But it's it's very interesting too because you know we've been to therapy both together and separately. Um, and I think personally that therapy is important because even if you even if you're fine, I think you need to go and check in and just talk to somebody because you know you check out your body once a year you get a physical. Yeah. There's no reason with like every six months or four months or whatever your routine would be to stop in and talk to a therapist about what's going on. Um, so for us, we're kind of attuned to like therapy and how it yeah. works, and yeah, yeah. we've gained a lot of insight. I know for me, I've gained a lot of insight in myself. Mm-hmm. through therapy and like, you know, figuring out who I am and what I'm doing and, and all that stuff. And um, it helped with our relationship, but no, the relationship is just two people, right? No one ever really needs help on a relationship. They always need help on themselves, you know? Like how that to function bit, in that relationship. Yeah, and how yeah. to function in They're, that. And the how do you deal with someone it. that snores and leaves messes everywhere? It's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you do it. But uh, so that whole part of it is really intriguing to see how I mean, I, I we found that, ourselves playing the part of therapist yeah. so many but the times. The therapist was really good. I mean, that helps too because she was really um, intelligent and she was really like t- like tuned in to what was going on. Well, part of the show is her therapy. Well, no, she has. It's a clinical advisor, it's yeah. not really a therapist, but yeah. Right, so she'll go it's... to her clinical advisor and then they'll talk out through what's happening. And it's interesting to see their side of it, mm-hmm. you know, because they do delve into side of it and and how does how does therapy make a therapist feel i don't know i you know? ask i ask um our therapist that all the time mm-hmm. we have we don't really do couples therapy very often i think mm-hmm. i can count on one hand how many times we've done couples therapy yeah but um our our therapist our individual therapist is also our Couples therapist, right. I guess, the one, which one is guy. not usually the norm. Yeah. Mr. Bruce Friedman, who's the most amazing freaking person <laughs> yeah. on earth. And I know he doesn't listen to our show, but he's still amazing. I'm yeah. sorry. He, like, 
Bruce can never retire. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to camp out at his house. Mm-hmm. And so we generally go about once a month. Yeah. Just about. Yep. And um, so I had said to him once, I was just like, God, it must be so boring to sit here and listen to the same people, yeah. bitches about the same bullshit. You're never going to leave them, Susan. Every damn week. Yeah. It's just the same garbage every, you know, and, and it's our garbage. It's our baggage. But mm. I just imagine as a therapist that you might sometimes want to go like, shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> Get over You know yourself. what? It doesn't matter. Okay. Because you could be in therapy on. and be an asshole. So what do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, so it's just like, so I don't know that that guy Mao, just his name. I was like, come on, yeah, that better be short for something. Um, he was just so arrogant. He was so arrogant. And then there was like a couple times. Well, I mean, I won't give too much away, but there was a couple times that his. I'm not even going to say. I wish it was as nice as just his tone, just the language that he used mm-hmm. towards his wife. That I was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he got upset a couple of times. So one time he got really upset and I was like, this guy's he's he's a jerk. This guy, I'm know. sorry, but he's a jerk. Yeah. Watch him be like some big time producer. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so I heard that you were talking about me on your show. That's yeah. all right. We never had money before anyway. Get out of here. Yeah. Um yeah, I just it, it was so interesting. And it, you know, we were just laugh it sounds terrible, but we were just like laughing at watching some of the eye rolls and some of the expressions that we were like, yeah. Oh, that person's so pissed yeah, right now. Watching, you know, <laughs> like, the usually it would be the 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 uh, I mean they had a transgender couple too were a transgender person in a in a same sex marriage. Yeah. But um, you know, usually when they had the couples that were male and female, it was always like the female would be talking about something and then the male would just do some real subtle eye roll or like <laughs> Something like that, it's, and you and from the women you got the clench. Yeah, you know it was like they, oh man, they had this she's one person about on here to who lose was her dealing shit. with like anger issues. So yeah, and um, I always find it very intriguing to see because usually people that are angry and they are like becoming more aware of it, it's just so interesting. You know what I mean? Because it's like there's a lot to unpack there. You know, yeah. when somebody's angry, I was, I was one of the, I'm look, we're we're having real time talk, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I, I had a, an unfavorable childhood, one would say, mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't too savory. And so that, that creates a lot of insecurity, which creates a lot of fear, mm-hmm. which creates anger. This is what we've learned in our therapy. Yeah. Your anger is fear-based. This yeah. is fear-based anger. Yeah. When you get angry, it's because you're fear, you're fearful. You don't feel like you're being understood, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the, you know. And so, yeah, it's a definite... It takes such a long time. I think this was like seven or eight episodes. I don't remember. They kind of left no, it, it on nine. Nine. nine they left it on a cliffhanger. So yeah. hopefully they keep this going because yeah. I am excited. Yeah. <laughs> I like but this the, show. That's the thing is, you know, and, and then, you know, you see somebody who's just, you think, oh, this person's always a bitch or this person's always an asshole or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, there's so much going on. And then when you can see, like for me, there was a big moment um, because I go to therapy and, I t- and it's like a therapy episode now. So <laughs> But like when you go tell and, me about your mother. and you talk about, it's just about, it's just so much about learning about other people as it is about yourself. I've learned a lot about myself, but I've also learned a lot about you and yeah. my son um, and what the behaviors mean. You know, so if you're not saying you personally, but if somebody comes at you angry, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily angry at you, you know, and that, so to be able to break down other people's um, yeah. uh, behaviors as to what they actually are, because 
it's like the thing that really kind of really opened it up for me is to really wrap my head around the fact that nobody's, you don't ever make anyone angry. You know, people, couples you hear all the time, you make me so angry. This is blah, blah, blah. But nobody makes another person angry ever. That person just gets angry. You can do annoying things that you know that person will get mad at. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that person is getting angry. Um, It may be justifiable or whatever, but um, it's real interesting to and it's not like, and, and that's not to say that that anger is that person's fault solely, but it's just interesting to think about the dynamic that's there. Because then when the anger is on that person, now you get to, now you get to kind of dive into why that person is anger, angry, what leads to that person. You know, the whole issue of why, if, if the, the, the outside stimulus, whether it's somebody else yelling at them or whatever, that can be its own issue as well. But then diving into, um, Figuring out where anger and fear, because everything it's everything comes everything's based on fear. Yeah, but you know, people are afraid of rejection or afraid of this. It seems like so much stuff is motivated by fear. At the same time, Mao made me angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just be honest. As soon as that guy would come on oh, and yeah, his tone would total... hit, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, and I that... wanted to see what was going to go because as much as I hated hearing him talk. I wanted to be, I, I was still like, mm. what is this, what is this bastard going to say? Yeah. Yeah. I know he's going to say some like freaking condescending shit. I know yeah. he's going to say it. He's going to say three, two, one. There it is. Yep. He, oh, it never let you down on um, just the ridiculous things that would come out of his mouth. The expectations were so oh my god, like yeah. beyond. I've never in my life encountered somebody that was that ridiculous. Uh, if anything, he is a person that desperately needed to have individual therapy. Yeah. Um, and was probably the least but I think, attuned to yeah, it. I don't think, like, he is definitely the type of person that will not change, I feel. No. You know? That guy's not changing. There was another person. He's the, set the, in his the, ways. The, the woman that was on who had anger issues. I can totally see her changing. Well, you could see the change, yeah. actually. Like, throughout the episode, you could see. And, and I related to that because I understood certain things that made her angry and the way that she would see it in the relationship. I was mm-hmm. like, I totally know where she's coming from mm-hmm. because that's how I would have seen that. Yeah. And and then her partner's role in it, you know, I related to that, too, because he's kind of laid back and he's kind of like whatever. And, um, you know, thinking he, he was under the impression that he's just going to walk into therapy and be like, see, told you you're angry. But now, right. but it's in, like opening up and recognizing what your role in all of this is. Yeah, it's such a, a great kind of and 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 I would assume as an actor, like being able to kind of delve into people's psyche like that. I mean, as I know as a director, it was very helpful. But as an actor, being able to delve into people's psyche and, and learn that sort of stuff is really um, it's interesting, and I think it could be helpful. Yeah, and as a writer, especially. Yeah, it's always good. Yeah, good, good, good. When people watch her. What's so we're almost done with our super short episode. <laughs> What's going on here? What's going on with these people? Yeah. Anyway, I really liked the show. Mm, and again, there was and a cliffhanger. It looked really so. nice. So I don't know what kind of cameras they were hiding. I don't know. But it looked pretty nice. And it ha- like hidden. Where- I just want to know where. Yeah. Because it- there was like tchotchkes behind her. So I'm assuming yeah. maybe that's. But then I also thought that that, that was an exterior facing wall. Oh, I felt like that that was the maybe. outside. That I was a know. window. So I'm like, where is this camera? They've like yeah. actually cut a hole through the wall, <laughs> like put a camera in here. What's yeah. going on? Sorcery mm-hmm. at Showtime. Sorcery. Um I had only one comment that I made working at a vet and having been in therapy. I said, She has a dog mm. in her office. And I thought, what if you're allergic to dogs? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a that's kind of tricky. Maybe as a it's therapist. a, a hypo. It's not. It was not. <laughs> it was not a hypo. It was a cool dog. looking dog. I would get a dog like that. Uh, it looked like a freaking uh, wolf, like a mini wolf. It's not. They're not. 
They're cool. I think that was a mixed breed, but I any of those types tangent co- completely un film related tangent, but Malamus and Huskies are not the easiest dogs. They're cool mm-hmm. looking, but they're not the easiest dogs to deal with. They're, her dog I, Hey, I want to get an animal and I just cute. want it to look cool. You don't want to <laughs> take care of anything. I'm surprised you would even want that dog because you, you're so against having to take care of a dog. Not a, Well, no. I mean, I don't know. Take care of a cat. Fine. <laughs> you did. You did take care of our little girl when she was around. But mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, so that was just my only thing. I was just like, wow. What if you're allergic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a bold move. Um, but I, I really like the show. I hope they keep going with that. So to credit the actual therapist on the show, her name is Orna. I want to say Guralnik. Bless you. <laughs> I may have butchered that. And then her advisor is Virginia Goldner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that was, an, that was another really interesting aspect of it too, is watching the clinical advisor actually get things about these people having never sat in on the session. Yeah, yeah. So we're assuming right. she never watched it. You she know, may the, have watched the, it. She may who have knows? watched it. Who knows? But she had this this sort of insight on what was going on, even the, just based on their personalities mm. through description. So, yeah. So, all right. Watch that show. It's mm-hmm. really good. Go see that therapist, I guess. It's, yeah. She's based out of New, York, New York City. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> this is a possibility if anyone is in need of couples therapy. or I'm sure she's uh, expensive. Pretty sure she is. Um, but she seems worth it. Mm-hmm. Did a good job. So uh, shout outs. Steady Geek in Reality Bomb Comic Cast. Not up for debate. Perry Horovis, who has an ouchie on the footsies. Ouchies. So we hope he's feeling better. He's feeling better and didn't break his toe. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, he, <laughs> we're just listening to this. Like, thanks for that. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> And then, of course, you know, shout outs to uh, to all of our, our cast and crew. Yeah. Who have been. I'm so excited. Super patient. Shacked I cannot believe people. that a week from this moment will be the night before we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, we're probably. Yeah. It'll be less than a week. By the time you listen Wowzers. to this. By the time you listen to this, we'll be on our first day of production. No. Next week. Yeah, yeah. A week from when you're first. I meant like this a week, show. A week from when you're first listening to this will be the <laughs> first day of <laughs> The second week from the first time that you listen to this on the first go around, we will be on the third day and fourth hour of production yes. for A Vital Sign. Uh, so thank you for listening to us ramble. Only one review today, which uh, so couples therapy, I would give it an A. A. I enjoyed it. A. A. I would give it an A. And uh, I give Mao a D minus. Yeah. You're kind of a jerk. Just saying. Yeah. D minus. <laughs> You're a bit of a nightmare, dude. Um, and so next week, I don't know what we have going on next week. We got it's a probably, whole lot of shit going on next it's week. It's probably going to just be us rambling about how much crap we have to do mm-hmm. and how little time we have to do it in. Yeah. And I, you'll hear me. Rocking in a corner, mm-hmm. sucking my thumb, <laughs> and and drinking Nyquil. I don't know. Something's gonna be happening. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Just tune in. Just tune, tune in. Tune in. Tune in for the fun. Yes. Bye. Bye.